Welcome to Ride Every Stride, episode 21. Welcome to Ride Every Stride with Van Hargis, a podcast about horsemanship and more. Our goal is to educate, motivate, inspire, and entertain you through an exploration of everything horsemanship and the intersection of horsemanship and humanship. My name is Laura McClellan, and I'm your co-host on Ride Every Stride, and I'm here today with Master Horseman Van Hargis. How you doing, Van? Laura, I am well. Thank you for asking, and how are you? I'm doing all right. Having a good day. Good. Me too. So what are we going to talk about? Well, Laura, you know... I'm real big into safety, and one of the things that uh, I've had asked of late is how I get my horses to stand so still when I get on them, and um, and I've got to tell you, that's probably one of the biggest issues that I have, especially with my younger horses. So I want those things to learn how to stand perfectly still while we mount, but I also want people to be very keenly aware of maybe some of the things that we do that may cause the horse not to want to be still when we mount. For example, in the beginning, a horse doesn't know any different. I mean, so why would they be evasive about us getting on there? Well, maybe it's a colt that's just been started under the saddle, and that first time up in the saddle is a little bit anxious for the horse. He's feeling a little pressure on his rib cage, and he sees this strange movement on our part, and it's just so new to him. So the fact that it's just new to the horse alone might be enough incentive for the horse to want to move his feet. So that's something we need to take heed of and try to correct. But the other thing is, on a more experienced horses, I see those guys that are have been mounted probably hundreds of times, and we get ready to mount them, and right about the time we get a foot up in the stirrup or ready to get put in the stirrup, the horse moves away, either moves sideways or, or does something to be a little bit evasive. Or worse, right about the time we get the foot in the stirrup and we get ready to pull ourselves up into the saddle, and the horse begins to walk off prematurely. So we have to think, well, what could possibly cause that? And, you know, one of my mentors many years ago, a friend by the name of Jack Brainerd, said to me that uh, in order to affect a cure, we first have to find a cause. So what would cause a horse to walk away when we go to try to mount them? And that cause is simple. There's not much in it for the horse to stand still while we waddle our way from the ground all the way up into the saddle, is there? Some of the horse expos, Laura, I've done a demonstration numerous times on the same topic, you know, getting a horse to stand while mounting. And I really kind of turn it into a comical routine. I talk about some of the things that we do. And and let me see if I just can't paint a picture for you with words. Okay, we've got our horse standing still. We're getting ready to mount, right? And what do we do? We start going through this routine. Sometimes we'll kind of reach down and grab our pant leg and stretch a little bit and pull the pant leg up. And then we start making stabs at the stirrup. Well, meanwhile, we're holding on to the back cinch, just kind of stabbing at the stirrup with our left foot. We just keep stabbing at it, keep stabbing at it. And we finally get our foot in the stirrup. And then we realize... Uh Uh-oh, I've got my foot in the stirrup, but the saddle horn's way over there. Mm -hmm. And then we start reaching for that saddle horn. The About the time we get to it, we just hoist ourselves up as if we're trying to pull ourselves up into the saddle. It's a real big strain because we had way too many Big Macs. And then we get to realize that, oh, my goodness, we're putting all this pressure on this horse's back and withers. And the horse is like, oh, my God, would you just please hurry up? Either hurry up and get in the saddle or just stay on the ground. But the horses can't really say that. Of course, if it's not a Mr. Ed horse, it can't say that. So how do they tell us to either hurry up or stay on the ground? 
just by moving our foot. Because right about the time we get ready to put a foot in the stirrup, if he moves, we're going to have to start the process all over again. So who knows? You might have a horse with a sense of humor that kind of likes you seeing you stretching your jeans and <laughs> stretch around, trying to get yourself all limbered up to make that long reach into the stirrup. And then once we do get it up there, then the horse is, okay, now that you've got your foot in the stirrup, I'm going to get you to hurry up and put your butt in the seat by, by walking off. Because what do we do? We always do that, don't we? In other words, if you watch people get ready to, to get in the saddle, right about the time the horse gets ready to walk off, they speed up and they just flop themselves up into the saddle real quick. Yeah. Or maybe the horse tolerates all of that commotion going on and us gradually pulling our way from the ground up into the saddle. And then right about the time our butt hits the saddle seat, what do we do? We kick him in the belly and we start riding him off into the sunset. While we're still While adjusting we're still ourselves kind of getting into adjusted. the saddle. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the reality is that horses are creatures of habit. So if he thinks that every time your butt hits the saddle, he's going to walk or trot off, then before long, again, remember the quote we said in the earlier episode, every good horse anticipates, but every great horse waits. So in anticipation of you kicking him in the belly and making him ride off, the horse says, you know what? I'm not going to wait on Laura to kick me in the belly. I'm just going to start walking off before she ever gets there. And in our mind, sometimes we're thinking, oh, this could be very inconvenient. I hadn't even got my foot in the stirrup yet. Or we could also be thinking, oh, good. Look how smart my horse is. He's walking off and yeah. he already knows what I want from him. See there, honey, don't I have a smart horse? Aren't you glad he bought him for me? Yeah. But the reality is those are very potentially dangerous situations. Yeah. And the safety issue of that is, is simply get your horses to learn to stand still. The other thing is, is that let's face it, you know, as we get older, me included, you know, it's not quite as easy for me to reach that stirrup as it was when I was in my teens or late twenties or early twenties for that matter. So I tell people, if you find yourself having a stretch and him haw just to get your up to where you can reach the stirrup, then perhaps it's not a bad idea to teach your horse to stand quietly at a mounting block to let him go over there so that you can not only mount him with a little bit of dignity, <laughs> but also take a little bit of pressure off the horse. You yeah. know, see, because the longer you pull on him, the more likely the horse is going to get uncomfortable enough to either want to walk off to evade the movement and the heaviness on his side, but or he might just be so uncomfortable that he feels the need to relieve himself and he knows that he can speed you up or slow you down by moving his feet. So, Teaching the horse to stand still while mounted is a, is a process that's well worth its time. But the question is, how might you do that? How might you get a horse to learn to stand still while you mount him? And either way, whether you use a mounting block or not, there's several things that we need to do. First of all, we need to teach the horse that the incentive for him is to stand still. That if he wants to move his feet, what are things we can do to encourage him to move his feet so that he's consuming more calories while he's doing so? Therefore, when he's given the opportunity to stand still, he's going to accept that opportunity willingly and wantingly. So every time I get a horse that feels the need to move his feet because I'm about to step up on him, then what I'll do instead is actually ask the horse to move his feet. I'll back him up, move him sideways, move him left, move him right, pull and rock the saddle horn back and forth. Because you see, one thing we know, Lars, that horses don't want to move their feet unless they have to. They don't want to move their feet because it consumes energy. And when we force them to use that energy, they then have the incentive to find a way to conserve that energy. And what we're wanting to do, of course, is stand still. And standing still does what? It conserves energy. The other thing we can realize, though, is that horses don't like to lose control of their feet. So another thing I'll recommend to people is right about the time you get ready to mount your horse and he begins to move a foot, 
if you'll take the saddle horn or just take whichever part of the saddle you can reach and you push with all your might as if you're trying to push the horse away from you. And then right about the time the horse crosses his feet over to try to balance himself, now you pull on him and pull with all of your might as if you're trying to pull the horse to you. And every time he crosses his feet, you push and you push and you push. And after a while, the horse will get tired of having his feet crossed and moving back and forth. So what do you, what will he do to prevent you from doing it? He'll brace up as if he's telling you, no, no, you're not going to push me around anymore. I'm going to brace my feet up. I'm going to get rock solid so that you can't push me around. And when that happens, we simply say, okay, you win. Mm-hmm. You win this battle of tug of war, if you will. You get to stand there with your feet all braced up. And now as we struggle to get ready to get into the saddle, what's the horse going to do? Not move his feet, but brace up and prepare himself because he doesn't want to lose control of his feet. So that's just a couple of different ways I try to teach horses how to stand still while mounting. Well, well, let me ask, because going back just a minute ago, you were talking about, well, if the horse wants to move, then I'll just go ahead and move the horse and, and make it do something. Are you saying that if you are getting ready to mount up and the horse walks off or moves around or whatever, that you will stop the process of mounting and put him through his paces on the ground in some way? Is that? Yeah, it kind of depends on where I am in the process of mounting. If I've already got my, say, my left foot in the stirrup and I'm just about to step up and go up off the ground with my right foot and swing it over, then I also have to think in terms, too, if I want to make the right thing easy, the wrong thing difficult, it's a training technique we've used in several different aspects of our horse training. But I'm going to ask you, though, Laura, what's easier on the horse when I'm on the ground, hanging in one stirrup, or when I'm balanced by sitting on the horse's back squarely? And the answer to that is this. It's either being on the ground or being fully seated in the saddle. So the incentive is the horse wants me to either stay on the ground or hurry up and get in the saddle. So if, I, if I'm already committed, in other words, I've already got my left foot in the stirrup and right about the time I push up to leave the ground with my right foot, and now I'm kind of what I call a no man's land. I'm kind of hanging on, on the stirrup on that one side and, and holding on by the saddle horn. At that point in time, I won't get on. I'll stay in that one stirrup. Meanwhile, I'll take my left hand and I'm going to try to use my left hand to stop the horse. And once the horse gets stopped, now I've got two options. I can either get off or I can get all the way on. You keep Because you see, those are the two rewards for the horse. So as long as he's moving his feet, as long as it's safe for me as well. In other words, I don't want to put myself in a jeopardizing situation because in my mind, it's dangerous enough that the horse is just moving his feet and trying to walk in the first place. Yeah. But I don't want to inadvertently reward him by hurrying up and stepping back off or by having the horse rush me into stepping all the way on. So what I'll try to do is I'll try to balance myself in just that one stirrup by holding on to the saddle horn with one hand and holding on to the reins with the other. And then when I finally get the horse stopped, now the advantage is mine. I've got two choices. Now I can either step off to reward the horse for stopping and standing still, or I can go ahead and get all the way on and reward the horse for stopping and standing still. Well, that makes sense. That's similar to what you've talked about with when you're working on training a horse not to be nervous, like when you're just first starting to work with a horse and you're doing all your sort of desensitizing stuff. If the flag you're waving at it makes them nervous, you don't quit waving the flag at them until they stop. And this seems like a a similar kind of thing that if me getting starting this process of getting into the saddle did whatever to trigger the horse to move off, you're not going to reward it immediately while they're still moving around. Exactly. You're going to, hang, 
if you can do there. I, yes. I, I'm not sure that's something I could do um, that that I would feel safe doing, but I can see you know somebody with some training and experience that's comfortable in, in doing that sort of thing, why that would work. Right. Yeah. And you know, and another technique that you see people do a lot of, Laura, is a lot of times, if again, if they're going to mount on the, on the left side of the horse, they'll actually bend the horse's nose around quite a bit to the left side, almost as if they've got the horse kind of overflexed to that one side. And then they'll step up in the saddle stirrup and step on the horse. Their theory there is, is that that's going to keep the horse from moving his feet. Or if he does move his feet, it's going to kick the, the horse's hindquarter away from them. And the theory with kicking the horse's hindquarter away from them is, is that that way, in case something goes wrong, the horse can't inadvertently kick them. But I've got an issue with that. And I'm not necessarily opposed to people doing it. It's just that I want them to understand the the difficult position they put the horse in. Because you see... A horse needs quite a bit of balance and quite a bit of strength to sustain us while we're going from the ground into the saddle. Unless, of course, we're just an incredibly athletic, gymnastic kind of individual that can just spring up in there with almost no weight at all in the stirrup, which some people can do that and some people can do that quite well. But the reality is not everybody is quite that athletic or quite that tall for that matter. So Oftentimes, they try to compensate by putting the horse into what I would consider a compromising situation. They'll bend the horse's neck around really far to one side and then step up. The problem with that is that our horses are at their very strongest when they're straight. That's that's applicable to standing still. That's applicable to almost any maneuver we ask a horse to do, whether it be running, stopping, turning, or anything for that matter. They're at their strongest when they're the straightest. So in my opinion, I don't like to bend a horse around too much because if I do, I'm actually getting the horse off balance and I need that horse to be balanced and strong when I'm adding, in my case, another 200 pounds to one side of his body just so I can pull myself up into the saddle. In fact, sometimes I even see horses that right about the time we get ready to step up on them, they swing their hind quarter away from us. The problem with that is, Laura, that as we get ready to swing our right leg over them, we're swinging at a target that's moving away from us. Yeah. Even though the horse may not necessarily be walking off, he's swinging his hind quarter away from us. So actually part of his body is moving away from us, but it's only his back end. And I've seen people then with, with their left foot up in the stirrup and hopping along on their right leg yeah. to, to, to keep up with the horse that's moving away from them exactly. so, that, so that they can jump up and you know get right. the leg over. And that, again, is a potentially dangerous situation. Sometimes yeah. the hopping alone will frighten a horse and yeah. cause them to want to move away from you even more. The other thing is, is that some people are bad about maybe putting too much of their foot in the stirrup when they get ready to step up in there. So as if, as if they're hopping along, what if they happen to miss the saddle horn or trip or fall or whatever, and now they've still got one foot in the stirrup. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I've ne- out of all these years, I've never seen anybody drag because they've had their foot hung in the stirrup. But I do know that it can happen. Yeah. You know, I've just never personally witnessed it, but I just knew that is I know that is a concern. And in my opinion, I think it's a valid concern because I can't imagine how horrific that would be to have your foot stuck in the stirrup and the horse running off with you. So that's one thing we want to try to avoid. And we can avoid that simply by just taking the time that it takes to get those horses to learn uh, to stand still. But the other thing is we have to look at it again from the horse's perspective. What is it that we can do to make the mounting process easier on the horse? We can practice. You can practice by putting your saddle on the fence and and mounting the fence instead of practicing on your horse. You can also practice by using other things. You can either mount from the fence. You can mount from a mounting block. 
You can mount from a bumper of a horse trailer. All of those things are beneficial in making the mounting process from the horse's perspective easier on the horse. And the more things that we do to make it easier for the horse, within reason, of course, uh, but the more things we do to make a conscientious effort or a conscious effort to make it easy on the horse, the more likely it's going to be safe for us as well. And the other thing that I remember you telling me when I was first taking lessons from you was once you get in the saddle to not do what you talked about a minute ago and immediately kick them off, but right. sometimes get up there and just sit there for a minute or two. Yeah, it's, it's kind of what I call a pilot check. Mm. In other words, once we're in the saddle, let's do a pilot check. Are my stirrups adjusted properly? How are my reins hanging? Are my reins even? And is my saddle tight enough? Does it feel okay? In other words, while we're there, do a little pilot check. That time delay is not only a safety measure for us to make sure that everything is adjusted correctly and everything's ready to go for a ride, but the other thing it does, it eliminates that anticipation. It eliminates the horse thinking that every time, you know, every time Lara hits the saddle, she's going to walk off. And even with that said, after the pilot check, who's to say that you've got to walk them off forward every yeah, time? Yeah, turn them. You know, often, oftentimes, like I can remember I had you, for example, back him up two steps and then turn him to the left, back yeah. him up two steps and turn him to the right. Just back him up a few steps and then start all over yeah. um, and walk him off straight. Um, so in other words, we always mixed it up. And again, so they, it goes right back to that same quote, you know, make the right thing easy, wrong thing difficult, but also... Every good horse anticipates, but every great horse waits. Yeah. So if the horse doesn't know which way we're going to go, he's just got to wait patiently until we tell him to go forward, go left, go right, or back up. Yeah. So again, it's just about thinking about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And if there's a better way to do what we're doing. I mean, for somebody like me, a mounting block is a necessity because I'm short and I've got, you know, issues with my hips that I don't have the mobility to just you know, vault into the saddle like like some people do. And I've always thought that it seemed like that would be easier on the horse anyway than putting all your weight into that one stirrup from the ground. And so uh, lots of things to think about in a, in a very simple, basic thing that gets done every time you deal with a horse and sometimes more than once, if you have to get out of the saddle for something, Um, but to take the time to think about how you're doing it, what you're doing, why you do it. And whether there's a way you can do it better to make it more likely that the horse will stand there politely and wait for you to, you know, in my case, sort of wallow into the saddle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so. And it is, it's time well spent. It's time well spent because the end result is safety. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to have fun with your horses when you feel safe, when you feel secure and you feel confident in that safety and security. So it, to me, it's just time well spent. All right. Well, a short, short episode, but an important lesson, I guess, is what I want to say. Uh, And I think we should wrap it up there with that. Uh, I'll remind listeners that if they have questions about this or comments on what you've had to say, we sure would like to hear those suggestions for future topics. You can contact us any number of ways. We can be reached by email at info at vanhargis.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Look for Van Hargis Horsemanship on Facebook. Like the page and leave your comment there. Van will see those. He watches and he does respond either right there or in a future episode so that other people can get the benefit of the answers to that as well. Please be sure and check the website for announcements about new things coming up. Van's calendar is kept there. We try to keep that pretty current in terms of where you're going to be and and what's going on. If you 
would listen to the, you know, you listen to the podcast and you think, man, I wish I could spend some time with Van and, and ask him questions in person and, and ride with him. Well, that can be done. If you're interested in having a Van Hargis horsemanship clinic in your community, reach out to us at info at vanhargis.com and we can talk to you about how that can happen. We're working on the schedule now and he loves to come out and uh, work with small groups of people to, uh, to do some concentrated learning and becoming better horsemen and horsewomen. I think that's about it. Any last words, Van, before we wrap it up? I can't think of a thing, Laura, than just to tell everybody thank you so much for making this podcast possible. We couldn't do it without the listeners, so we really appreciate you guys for tuning in. And if you'll remember, until next time, this is Van Hargis. It's your trail, your journey, your life. So ride every stride. Ride every stride.